Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. So today we are going to dig into uh, more of this series, Expressions. And if it seems like we've been talking about it for a while, it's because we have. But there is a lot of juice. And what we've done is we've dug into one particular verse, Galatians 5, 22 through 23. And we've, we've taken it apart almost word by word. And to really understand maybe what the author was trying to say with this particular Verse and it's a it's a it's one of the more famous verses. You may have heard of it before, or uh, if you grew up in church, might have heard it before. It it refers to the fruit of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit. And for some of us, depending on how you grew up or wh- which church you went to or didn't go to, the Holy Spirit can be a, kind of a touchy, uh, a sticky uh, topic to to address. Because the Holy Spirit can be kind of this the mysterious thing that we're not quite sure what it is or where it is or when do we, are we supposed to pray to the Holy Spirit? Are you supposed to pray to God or, or what is the, where does the Holy Spirit fit in? So we, we've been kind of addressing that over the past couple of weeks and if you haven't, haven't heard or haven't been here, I kind of want to give you a quick, quick little one hit on what it means when the, when the Bible refers to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, put simply, is the wind of God, the breath of God, God's presence on earth. The word spirit, when it was, if we untranslate it back to the original language, that word spirit is more a word for like wind or breath. So it's God's presence, God's breath, what God is doing on earth. That's what is referred to as the Holy Spirit. So when we look at the fruit of the Spirit, what we're looking at is When time is spent with God, when time is spent in God's presence, this fruit is produced in us. So let's take a look at it. It's Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23. This is what we've been digging into. You guys are going to have this memorized by the end of this series. But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love. Okay? That's what it is. The fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love. But here's, watch this, here are all of its varied expressions. So what we go into, the the, the fruit that we have been talking about over the last couple of weeks, these are different expressions of divine love within us produced by the Holy Spirit. And here's what it is. It's joy that overflows. It's peace that subdues. It's patience that endures. Kindness and action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, and strength of spirit. Never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be limitless. I like that, I like that last part because it shows what is important to this particular author. This particular author, his name is Paul. He was writing a letter to a group of people. And he was talking to them about the Holy Spirit. And so he's giving them, look, when you spend time with God, the Holy Spirit within you, it produces love, divine love, and all of these different expressions. Watch how many different ways God's divine love can be expressed through you. And then after he lists them, he says, never set the law above these things. That is a big statement. Here's why. 
Because the ancient Jewish people and the people trying to follow this new way of Jesus, this new way of life, this new way of the Messiah that God sent, the law was very important to them. That's how they knew they were doing what God wanted them to do because they would follow the law, the religious law. If you did this, then you had to sacrifice this animal. If you committed this sin, then you would sacrifice this animal. You'd memorize the Ten Commandments. These are the, this is the law. This is what we are supposed to do. And Paul here says, don't put the law, stop putting your supposed tos and your shoulds and your have tos over these expressions of divine love. In other words, no religious law can ever get in the way of you being kind to someone. No religious law can or should or is supposed to get in the way of you practicing patience, of experiencing peace. So today, I want to dig into the particular one of a life full of virtue. Or in a few other translations, that, that, is, uh, that is translated as goodness. Goodness is a fruit of the Spirit. Goodness is a way that God's divine love is expressed in us and through us. And I got to tell you guys, I got to be honest with you, this was challenging for me this week. Because I can very easily point to what it means to be kind and say, okay, now you guys go be kind. Don't mess it up. God's watching. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But when it comes to goodness, well, what does it mean to be good? Good according to whom? According to whose standards? According to what law? I just told you to not set the law above it, and then, and then it tells us to be good, that goodness is God's divine love expressed in us, but good according to whom? My being good is different than your being good, probably, maybe. I don't have a problem streaming a movie that I didn't pay for. You might have a problem with that. I, I morally, I am fine with that. Morally, I am fine with you giving me your password to HBO Go, HBO Max, and I never have to pay for it. I am morally fine with that. I'm not saying you should be. Maybe you, maybe you are. Maybe you're not. So how do we know? How do we know what is good? So I was doing, we were doing some research, okay? We have, we, there's, a, there's a group of us, a team of us that kind of dig into the, the series. We talk through some of the ideas that, can you imagine if it was just me coming up with this? Terrible. So we have a group of, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's five of us, and we kind of get together every couple of weeks and say, okay, well, okay, goodness is coming up. How are we going to talk about that? And then I put it on their shoulders. Now it's their burden to bear. And so we looked up like, okay, well, goodness seems a lot like kindness. You're just good to people. So if goodness is kindness, then we don't need to talk about it again. But it's interesting because goodness is subtly different than kindness. I'm going to tell you how. Kindness is an external act to someone else, okay? You are kind to someone. Goodness is doing the right thing 
all the time. Doing the right thing. What is the right thing to do? Some people, they, they walk by a piece of trash and they feel like the right thing to do is to pick that up and throw it away. That's not kind to anyone. It might be kind to earth. That's not kind to anyone, though. That is, that is a good thing to do, and that is the morally right thing to do. So, what is the morally right thing to do? What is the right thing to do? I wish I could tell you, because I get it wrong all the time. Pro, pro get it wronger. You know what I mean? And what's, what, what's crazy about getting it wrong is I ask myself what is the right thing to do. Growing up, I would, over, I would obsess what's the right thing to do, but not always with the right intentions. I would want to do the right thing so that people would see me doing the right thing and people think that I'm a good person because they saw me doing the right thing. Is anyone else brave enough to admit that they did that or do that? Just me and Ricky? Ricky barely raised his hand. Sorry for calling you out. He took it back quick, too, and I... Got to be subtle movements, otherwise I'll call you out, I guess. <laughs> Maybe that's why people don't raise their hands anymore, now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> what, am I going to raise my hand and have Dom call me out? <laughs> Who's got anxiety? Depression? No. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> so how do we know, how do we know what the right thing is to do. And I think part of the problem, at least for me, and this is my, this is my therapy, okay? I'm just working this out. I'm living life just like y'all are. Part of the problem when it comes to doing the right thing for me is that doing the right thing, it implies if there's a right way to do something, that means the other way is what? Anybody? Easy answer. Wrong. I mean, you're right. The answer was wrong. If we're looking for the right thing to do, that means if we don't do the right thing, then we get stressed out because now we're doing the wrong thing. I want to invite you today. Over the past couple weeks, I've been telling you, stop calling yourself an impatient person. You're a complicated person. Sometimes you're impatient, but you can practice patience, right? You can activate peace. Well, I want to tell you today, you can trust your instincts. Trust your instincts because they come from God. Your instincts have been put in you. That's why they're called instincts. They're within. And I want to invite you, at least this week, maybe just today, to trust your instincts. Think before you say something, but trust your instincts. <laughs> don't, don't, go, don't go crazy today and say, hey, look, babe, Dom said, trust my instincts, and I got something to say. <laughs> or say that. I would love to be the source of a fight in your family today. <laughs> Tell your boss. Trust your instincts. Now, I want you to trust your instincts and. I don't, it's not trust your instincts full stop. I want you to trust your instincts and Think through what is the right thing to do. Like I said, that, that language, language matters. Words matter around here. We have a phrase that we say at the heart, words matter. 
Words matter. Your approach matters. How you say something matters. So instead of saying the right thing to do, watch this. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. When you don't know what the right thing to do is, when you don't know what the right thing to do is, when you know what the right action to take is, take the best action. I know it's subtle. I know it's small. I know it's just, just a one little word tweak. When you don't know what the right action is to take, take the best action. Because most of the time in life, in this complicated thing we call life, there is more than one action to take. There is more than one way to go about it. There is more than one way to build a relationship, to do your job well. See how that word just changes a little bit of that. Now, you're not doing the right or the wrong thing. Now, you're trusting your instincts and thinking about reflecting on what is the best action to take. I just did you a huge favor and took a bunch of stress out of your life instead of telling you to do the right thing and just asking you, maybe try doing the best thing. Because you know what's cool about that is the more you learn, what's best changes. The more you learn, the wise thing to do Changes every now and then. We have a, we have a, a, a 19 year old son. 19 years old. Wow, that's wild to say. We have a 19 we have a 19 year old son. I'm reflecting on a few things about my life. Uh, we have a 19 year old son, and when he was very small, very very small, we showed him. Spider-Man 2. I know there's been like 12 Spider-Mans, but uh, it was the one with Tobey Maguire. That's how old we are. Okay, yeah. Um, if that means anything to you. Tobey Maguire is almost 50 now, and he was Spider-Man. Um, so we showed him Spider-Man 2. And in retrospect, that was probably not wise. There was a few intense scenes for a three-year-old. I'm thinking about it now. <laughs> and we're a big movie family. We love watching movies. So many movies. Quote movies. If you've been around me for a little bit of time, I, there's so many quote. Half of what I say is a quote from some, some movie. And then the rest of the half is me explaining that quote to people around me. <laughs> Let me show you a quick video. <laughs> But as Corbin, our son, as he grows up, we learn, okay, well, is this the best thing to show? Is this, move, is this movie, is it the best time in his life to show him this particular movie? What age can I show him all of the Austin Power movies, Austin Powers, in a row, you know? What age is that appropriate? That was a big question for me. I sought the Lord's guidance on that. <laughs> but just as Corbin was growing and our wisdom grew along with that and we decided what is the best thing to do, that's the same with anything that's going on in your life, any of the relationships that you have in your life, any of the things that you're working towards at your job or your business, any of the things that you're, you're, you're doing maybe for your spiritual growth, your spiritual health, any of the, the, the people that you're working with, what is the best way 
to approach that? What is the best thing to do? The only way that you can dig into that, the only way that you can explore what the best thing is to do is to intentionally take the time to think about the best thing. So where can you trust your instincts and think through the best thing to do? Last thing I want you to write down if you're taking notes is when we take the time, when we take time to think of the best thing to do, we are truly partnering with God. Here's what I mean by that. Is being good, living a life of virtue, is a fruit of the Spirit. Living a life of virtue is a direct effect of spending time, intentionally taking time to be in the presence of God. And when we do that, when we take time to be in the presence of God, that goodness, that moral goodness, that life of virtue is expressed through us. Now we get to be this, and, and I'm talking about good, sorry, this is not meant to, I'm talking about good for goodness sake. You know what I'm saying? Not, good, not, like, not like how Dom was uh, when he was in his teens, where I was good for making sure people could see that I was good. Good for Dom's sake, you know? Can everybody see me? <laughs> Can everybody hear me? Good for the sake of being Good. Kindness is an act to someone, right? Goodness is what is best for the group, for everyone. What is the best thing to do? Not what is the best thing for me, selfishly. Often, the best thing to do, the right thing to do, doesn't directly benefit me. Often, the right thing to do is difficult, it's difficult to do the right thing. It's easier to just borrow your password for Netflix. But maybe the right thing to do is to pay for your own Netflix. It's not. This is a terrible example. If you're borrowing somebody's password, you're fine. <laughs> I'm just really setting you free here. <laughs> Netflix is fine with it too. Otherwise, they'd hunt you down. So, I'm, I don't know why I got on this Netflix kick. I'm really on it now. I'm really on it. The way we know the right thing to do, the way we know the best thing to do is to trust our instincts and take the time to think. Take the time to think of what is the best thing to do. I'm telling y'all, this was, this was challenging. This was challenging for me. I feel, like, I feel like goodness or morality is this like existential question, this existential thing to think about. I was listening to, uh, to uh, this very spiritual podcast called Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Uh, yeah, it's, oh, it's deep. Um, and... Uh, and he had, he, has this, he had this guy on, this guy who was the creator of uh, uh, The Office, the show, I don't know if you've heard of it before, The Office, um, 
Parks and Rec, and one of the shows is The Good Place. Anybody ever watched The Good Place before? It's a, it's a show. Okay. Well, on this show, they explore a lot of questions of morality. What is the right thing to do? And one of the things that he, this, uh, this guy, his name's Mike Shore, one of the things he was talking about, it was very interesting. He was saying that one of the things that he does, he finds himself doing this. And, and, and if, you're, if you're brave enough, raise your hand. I promise I won't say your name first and last. I'll say your first name for sure if you raise your hand. No, I won't say your name. He says what he'll do sometimes is you're going to get a cup of coffee, you, you go get something, and you want to tip the person, but you want to make sure they see you putting the tip in. So have you ever done this where you wait till they look back towards your general direction and then drop the dollar in? Has anybody ever done that before? Okay, a few people. Okay. Yeah. Why do we do that? Why do we do that? Why do we want them? (laughs) Why do we need them to know that we tipped? We want them to know that we're not, you know, Ebenezer Scrooge, you know, some miser. Is that an old reference? (laughs) Ebenezer Scrooge. Wow. 19-year-old. Just want to let you guys know. What is the right thing to do? Is it right to tip? Sure. I don't know. You got to figure that out for yourself. Is the right thing to do to wait till someone looks to tip? <laughs> do you want them to, you know, do you want them to, you know, we're not worthy of your $1 tip. <laughs> now I can pay my rent. Bless. <laughs> Why do we do that? Because we want to do the right thing. Most of the time, we want to do the right thing. We want to do what's best. And I think that's why this is, and maybe this is going to be challenging for you, but it's challenging for me because I want to do the right thing, but I don't always know what the right thing is to do. So maybe if I'm speaking this message to anybody today, it's myself. So how, do, how do I know? How do I know what the best thing is to do? Especially with my track record, my 41 years of getting it wrong. My 41 years of trying to do the right thing and month after month, not getting it right. I try to do the right thing, and my wife still gets mad at me sometimes. Try to do the right thing, and I still get on my son's nerves sometimes, very rarely, sometimes. Try to do the right thing, and I still hurt people's feelings that I love. I try to do the right thing, and I make a mistake. So it's not a matter of you're always going to get it right. That's impossible. Set yourself free from that. You're not going to get it right. But there is hope because it's not a matter of you have to be good. It's a matter of we can be good. We can live a life of virtue. You want to know how I know? Because in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, it says that we are able to live a life of virtue because that is part of God's divine love and that is expressed through us and in us by the presence of God on earth. So you don't have to worry about go out and, and, and go out today and make sure that you are good. It's all on you. Good luck out there because people are mean and rotten and, uh, and you're going to have to deal with it. So good luck. No, it's way more hopeful than that. 
We have God with us. We have God in us. And God's divine love in us is expressed as joy, expressed as peace. It's expressed as patience, expressed as kindness. And it's expressed as goodness. That's how I know that you and I can live a life of virtue, that we can live a life of being good is by taking the time, we trust our instincts, and we take the time to think of what is the best thing. If you could, I want you to bow your heads for a moment and close your eyes. I want to pray with us this morning. God, we are so grateful that you are good. God, we're grateful that you trust us, trust us so much. You give us your divine love, and you express it through us to the people around us, to ourselves, to the lives that we live. God, thank you for growing our faith. I pray that we would be bold this week and we would trust the instincts that you have put in us and at the same time, take the time to think about what is the best thing to do. We thank you for that, God. And thank you for the GOAT, Greg Popovich, winning as coach of all time. And we pray that in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I said it. I don't care if you're a Mavs fan or whatever. Yeah, we, yeah, amen to that. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at Evo Springtown. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows.